Oh Lord, we truly do adore thee. Thank you so much for that, Jenny. That was beautiful and just set my heart at peace for this worship service today. I want to welcome you to our worship service here at United Methodist Church Westlake Village on August 15th, 2021. We are so glad that you decided to worship with us. Whether you are here in person or you have joined us online, we hope that this service is one that is richly edifying for you and speaks to your spirit and soul. If you have not done so yet, we would love to have you go to the website and sign in because that helps us take our attendance and know who's here and know who's not here so that we can reach out to you and make sure that we are doing our best to serve you and to serve God in representing God in your lives. Our announcements have been scrolling through the screens over the last uh, little bit. If you did not have a chance to watch it, and you do not get our Friday or Sunday emails, I'm going to invite you to send an email to Joanna at the church office so that she can add you to our email list. There's so much rich information in there that we want to make sure that we're sharing it with you, but that we're not taking 10 minutes of worship to make all the announcements. Does that seem fair? All right. So please, if you're not getting those emails, reach out to Joanna so that she can get you on that list and share with you what's going on in the life of our church. I do want to draw attention to our flowers today. They are in honor, in honor of, or from the Saltos, in honor of being able to hug their grandchildren again after 15 months apart. That is a great joy. <sighs> Today is Back to School Sunday. In addition to that, we also have two baptisms as a part of our worship service. It is going to be a wonderful day where we proclaim our adoration of God. We will continue with our faith and film series by looking at a scene from How to Train Your Dragon and reflecting on learning and growing, changing and stretching as we learn to see ourselves and God's love in others. Now that we've gone through all of that, let's take a moment to center ourselves in preparation for worship. hoping that we would be moving steadily towards uh, more freely interacting with one another, and it seems like that's not the case in these weeks that are ours right now. And so um, we've gotten a communication from the bishop that has asked us to, yes, indeed, be wearing masks as we gather on campus in worship, whether we're vaccinated or not. So I thank you all for uh, doing that. Uh, thank you very much for that, and on behalf of those who are vulnerable, um, we give you a thanks for that. We're, we're going to be minimizing our, our singing. Uh, the, the choir is off this month and our, our trio is with us today, but we're going to keep them off to the side. And just as we're trying to keep a distance from us speaking from you, we're trying to keep those singing voices at a distance uh, from you. But we'll all be wearing masks when we're not uh, vocalizing the lead worship. But as far as... Uh, your singing and standing, we were going to have you stand for the call to worship and then belt out a hymn. 
so today I'm going to ask you to remain seated for the call to worship and to remain seated for our opening hymn. Um, feel free to sing softly under your mask. Uh, enjoy yourself that way, but uh, we'll try to keep our volumes down so we uh, interact less with that kind of stuff. So, a call to worship. Uh, we had thought that maybe that's something that we throw up on the screen. Is it a thing that we succeeded doing that with this week? A call to worship? Okay, so uh, Rachel, you've got a script. You, be, you can be all. Rachel and I will just uh, take care of this. Um, imagine you're Rachel. Come, listen to the word of the Lord. Someone see. Oh, there we go. They have you it too. You didn't tell me that you were going to join with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys so have the script was, over there help too. Help us so. to receive God's word and direction in our lives. Proclaim the goodness of God's love. Let our voices and our actions be filled with love. Come, now is the time for worship. Open our eyes, our hearts, and our spirits this day, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, let's sing softly under our mass, but enjoy the words and the music of this hymn. can sing with full volume, we're going to come back to that because uh, that is just uplifting to sing loud and with full meaning in our hearts. Let us pray. Holy God, be with us in this time of worship that we might open our hearts and minds to your holy word, that being nurtured and inspired by it, we would be led into truer discipleship and greater faithfulness. In your son's name we pray, and for your purposes we pray. Amen.
is the time in our worship service where we celebrate our children and the life that they bring to our church and the ways in which they are growing in faith. We have a two-part children's message this morning, and I'd like to invite all of the children, youth, and teachers to stand up at this moment. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? All right. If anyone has their backpack with them, Maya, you can grab yours if you want to take the display that I have there, or you can leave it there, whichever. I'm going to invite you to hold those up as well. And the reason I'm asking teachers and children and any student to stand is because we're going to take some time to offer blessing over the students. Miss Pam has our backpack blessing cards. On one side it says, may the Lord bless you and take good care of you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Now, if any of you know the UMYF benediction, you might have gone, Rachel, that sounds familiar, but not quite right. And that's because this is in a little bit easier English for our students. And the back of the tag says, this bag has been blessed by a church that loves and supports this student. And we have about 24 of these that we're ready to give out. Miss Pam has them, and she'll pass them out at the end of... Um, at the end of children's time, and if you didn't get one because you're not going to Sunday school, feel free to stop by, or to check in with her or at the root beer station and get a tag there. It's probably the best place for it. Will you guys join me as we offer prayers of blessing over these students and teachers? Let us pray. I, and if you want to hold up your backpacks, you can, guys. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for these learners and these educators, for the ways in which you go with them all of the places that they go, inviting them to learn, to grow, and to be your disciples. Let them know that they have a faith community that walks with them on this journey, that roots for them and hopes for their successes and will support them and nurture them when they struggle. We thank you for the teachers that give so much to help our children learn not just the basics, but also positive growth mindset and how to be citizens in our world, honoring and respecting others. It's a mighty task. Be with all of them so that they know your presence and they know the love of this community. In your name we pray, amen. All right, I'll invite you guys to sit down. Mark, I'll invite you to actually get in a seat. Thank you, my love. And I will invite Blaze, Syrah, and Cassia Chavoy to come forward. And I want you to know that Grandma Dahlia is here as well. So we are excited for this day. This day is almost two years in the making at this point. <laughs> Uh, we had planned to baptize Syrah and Cassia right as everything shut down. And so we get to rejoice in the fact that we get to do this today after over a year and a half of waiting. Blaze and Syrah and Cassia have been a part of our community for over two years now, maybe even almost three. And so in addition to doing the baptism, I'm going to ask Blaze two additional questions so he will officially be a member of the church because he's very active right now. I have a question from the peanut gallery. What's your question, sir? Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. All right. In case anyone didn't hear, my son said that he came to the church when I did, in case that's a huge surprise for anyone. All right. 
So, brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty act of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All of this is God's gift offered to us without price. I present Syra Eva and Cassia Camila for baptism and Blaise Chavoy um, into membership by profession of faith. Blaise, these are questions for all three of you. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, say, I do. Will you nurture these two beautiful young women before us in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and example they may be guided and accepted uh, and to accept God's grace for themselves and profess their faith openly and to lead a Christian life? If so, say, I will. According to the grace given to you, will you remain a faithful member of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representative in the world? If so, say, I will. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. As member of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, say, I will. As members of this church, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, say, I will. Oh, thank you. All right, so this question is to the children and the youth of this church. Will you play with and pray for Syra and Cassia? Will you be their friends and help be role models for them in their faith? If so, say, I will. Oh. That gave me goosebumps, y'all. Do you, as Christ's body of the church, this is for everyone now, do you, as Christ's body of the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say, we do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? If so, please say, with God's help, we will. Excellent. Will you guys join me in prayer? Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth life. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Your children you brought through the Jordan to the land you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured into the water, in the water of a womb. You bat, he was baptized by John and anointed by the Spirit. He called his disciples to share in baptism and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of water and those who receive it to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their days, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. Amen. All right, and I'm going to put my mask on as I baptize these two lovely women. All right.
Syra, I'm going to invite you to come forward first. All right. Syra, Eva, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you that being born of water and the Spirit, you may lead a life of a Christian disciple. Amen. All right. Cassia, you want to come forward? I baptize you. Do you need to be lifted up so you can see the water? I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son. Oh, that got you good. I'm sorry. Son and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you that you may grow as a disciple of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Friends, I would invite you to welcome these young ladies and blaze into our family. I have another prayer to pray over them, but would you like to receive them into our church family? You can applaud now. All right. Cassia and Syra, I want you to know that by doing this, you are reminded that God loves you and God claims you as God's own and says you are bright, brilliant, beloved children of God who are beautiful to behold. And I hope that you know that God thinks about that of each of you this day and always. Will you join me in prayer? The God of all grace who has called us to eternal glory in Christ. Oh, this is for you guys. Establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. All right, we have a song to sing for you guys now. So congregation, I'll invite you to look at the screens and... children of God. I'll invite the children to make their way to Sunday school if they would like to now. Have a great time learning more about God. And we love both of you, Syra and Cassia. Recently, we have had a change of church leadership and elected a new church council chairperson and three new lay leaders. Over the next few weeks today and three Sundays in September, each of these new leaders will take a moment to introduce themselves and to share a bit about their hopes for our congregation. Today we hear from Greg Stewart as our new church council chairperson. Media team, let's please uh, hear that video. Good morning, church family. My name is Greg Stewart. I am the new chairman of the church council. I would like to 
introduce myself for those of you who don't know me and for those of you who do, uh, sometimes I'm better known as uh, Brooke Stewart's dad. She's now Brooke Konjurski living in South Carolina, Charleston. She and her husband, Justin Konjurski, bought their first house. They'll be moving in on September 1st. And David Stewart is a singer. He will be graduating college from Cal State Fullerton next May with a music education degree. And Michael Stewart is our youngest and he's studying economics at Moorpark College and taking care of his new dog, Taco. Elaine and I met in the Junior Chamber of Commerce in Los Angeles uh, several years ago and we went on a date and 18 days later I proposed to her and one of my proudest accomplishments in life is that we have now been married for 32 years. I am uh, happy to say that uh, we're happily married and uh, thriving uh, here in Westlake Village. When I graduated college, my mom and dad took me out to dinner. And one of the things that my mom said is, I wish I would have introduced you to the church in a different way. This was the 1960s when they uh, were taking me to church, taking my sister to church, and they disagreed with some things that were uh, said from the pulpit, uh, and they decided to leave the church. They kept taking us to Sunday school and dropping us off, and at some point the church said, hey, you know, if you're not going to come to church, you can't drop your kids at Sunday school. Uh, I, I love my parents. May they rest in peace. Um, but I always remembered that, and I got back involved with church in, uh, in Hollywood, and I became a leader of the singles ministry and uh, did a lot of things there. And about that time, that's when Elaine and I got together, and we um, had a beautiful marriage in Westwood. We were broke. We paid for our own wedding. I was working for Covenant House. It's a, a group that shelters homeless and runaway kids and we got uh, that was our getaway car after the wedding we uh, we were in a, a van that was uh, typically uh, delivering hot drinks to youth living under the freeway and Elaine and I got in the van and they threw rice at us and we took off the guy that was my best man was someone that my wife Elaine said uh, yeah isn't it great that you're um, and you got a gay man as your best man. I said, he's not gay. And uh, sure enough, a couple weeks after we were married, he came out as being uh, gay, a gay black man. And my sister said, uh, you know, you're lucky your grandparents weren't here. And I said, what are you talking about? Well, they probably wouldn't look very kindly on a black man being one of your groomsmen. And I thought, wow, I had no idea. I'm a little blind to those kind of things, and um, that's one of the things that uh, makes me proud to say that this week um, the church council implemented a couple of new affinity groups, one for LGBTQI and another for Black Diaspora. So we want to invite people who are otherwise not seen positively in society. That's kind of how Jesus was when he went around society. He was outcast and we want to bring people in that may 
question whether they would be welcome in a church like ours. I know that our church has hospitality. I know that we're gonna welcome everybody who comes through the doors. And I know that we will have empathy for people who may be wondering if they're welcome here. So I wanna invite you to look around the church today, um, look at your neighbors, be grateful for the people who are sitting in the pews. You don't know what it took for them to get here. I don't know what it took for you to get here. You don't have to be gay or black to have issues in your lives, but we all know that if you come to church, to a loving church like ours, you're gonna have a better chance of having those issues addressed in a loving and friendly and welcoming way. So no matter what your struggle is today, whether you're struggling with COVID, whether a loved one has a disease that's being treated, uh, whether you're having problems in a, a family relationship or a marriage, this is the place for healing. And we're happy you're here. I'm grateful for all of you. And we're gonna use the church council to reach out in the community and heal as much pain as we can. Thank you, and please get involved. Please let us know what you need. And we're gonna work to heal your pain and move the church forward in the image of Jesus Christ. Thank you. God, hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearning of our minds and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer. We begin with, with confessing that there are times when we have been less than you would desire us to be. A few things we have said or things that we have done, we have reflected more our fallen nature than the higher nature that you aspire us to grow into. We pray that you would hear our prayers of confession. With contrite hearts, we open our spirits to your healing grace. Wash us clean, set us up anew, give us your resolve to walk better in your love in our lives. 
We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical and mental health issues, with troubled relationships, with uncertain employment, who just generally feel a dis-ease or a discomfort in the course of their lives. We pray that you would enter, that you would touch, that you would help them. We think specifically this morning of Linda Northrup and her husband Dave, of Kathy Drake, her husband Ken, Steve Blassengame and John Roberts, all of them as they deal with their cancer treatments, as they make decisions on how to proceed forward with other options, as they accommodate and retool their lives for the days that lie ahead. We pray your strength be with them. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. This morning we think of Kathy and of Ruth, both who are recovering from falls. We pray that your healing power would help them to recover well and more speedily. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. With Kathy and Wayne Loeb, we pray for their grandson, Aiden, and all the troops who are being redeployed in Afghanistan recently, uh, the concerns of their family and of our nation for their safety. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of Tracy Morse and Doug Johnson as they recover from uh, varying surgeries and pray your healing power would be upon them. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. With the Allen family, uh, with Rachel, we pray for her aunt, Rachel, who fell and broke a hip and now awaits surgical repair this week. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Cousin Wade of the Moravec family who has now been released from the hospital and is at home and on oxygen seeking uh, better and more full recovery from COVID and all of the related complications that he has experienced. We pray for his family that is providing care and for his spirit that he may be sustained through this challenging time. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Rachel's Aunt Betsy and Uncle Steve, we pray this morning as Betsy is now in hospice care. And for Lisa Jacques, a dear friend of Janelle, who also is now on hospice care. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. With the Comparado family, we pray for Charles's cousin Timothy, who is recovering from a stroke. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And for those who have contacted COVID and are battling the disease, we pray, we think specifically of the Ledford family, of a friend of the Lamberg family, Pat Murphy, and for Brenda Rogers' cousins, daughter Brianna, who is now hospitalized with COVID.
Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. For Dick Thomas and Phil Severance as they await upcoming surgeries. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We think of these people and we think of others who we lift up privately in our thoughts this morning. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as it continues in its ministries, for the new leaders that we have among us who are stepping forward, for those who have served in the past and are functioning at the church in different capacities now, for all of your dear souls who make a witness to your spirit and make a point in their lives to be bearers of that spirit into their community. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We pray that you would help us to maintain our effectiveness and our vitality as a congregation. We pray all of this in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Oh, oh, oh. 
Thank you, ladies, for that song. Gloria, the spirit moves within you as you select music for us, so thank you for that. Today has already been a full worship service, sending our children, youth, and teachers off to school with blessing and assurance that we support them on their endeavors. Baptizing Syra and Cassia, reminding them that they are a part of God's family, claimed and loved by God. Remembering that we too are claimed and loved by God. And that God calls us all bright, brilliant, beloved children who are beautiful to behold. Receiving Blaze into membership. Meeting one of the new leaders of our church. And we still have more to go. As we step into this week's Faith and Film series, I wonder how many within our congregation have seen the 2010 film, How to Train Your Dragon? Oh my goodness, there's not as many hands as I thought, but all right. So this movie is about a young Viking named Hiccup. It's a rather unfortunate name, but their family believed that awkward names made you strong. For some of us from, from a different generation, it might remind us of the song A Boy Named Sue, right? So ju just to give context, a reflection from a church in Minnesota explained the movie this way. In How to, Drain Your, How to Train Your Dragon, Hiccup just wanted to be like everyone else. While all of his friends and family were muscular dragon killers, Hiccup was scrawny and thinks he has no hope of ever killing a dragon. But then he is given the chance to change all of that. He captures one of the rarest and most powerful dragons there is. If he killed a Night Fury, he would be a legend forever. He would even win the approval of his hard-to-please father, Stoic. But there's one problem. Hiccup doesn't want to kill the dragon. In fact, he actually becomes friends with him. He learns that dragons can be gentle creatures that can help and be kind to Vikings. But in the eyes of the world, Hiccup has failed. He has one chance to prove to everyone that he is a manly man, and he chooses compassion instead. When his father learns what he's done, he says, you're not a Viking, you're not my son. Hiccup's decision to choose love over violence is a huge risk. Will his family and friends ever accept him? Hiccup has one friend, her name is Astrid, who knew of his bond with Toothless, this night fury dragon that was talked about. And after Hiccup's father, Stoic, makes that proclamation to him and leaves with Toothless to go find the den of all of the dragons, she checks in with him to see how he's doing and asks him what he's going to do next. I invite us to watch the clip to find out what it, Astrid and Hiccup have to say. You've lost everything. Your father, your tribe, your best friend. Thank you for summing that up. Why couldn't I have killed that dragon when I found him in the woods? Would have been better for everyone. Yep, the rest of us would have done it. So why didn't you? Why didn't you? I don't know. I couldn't. That's not an answer. Why is this so important to you all of a sudden? Because I want to remember what you say right now. 
Oh, for the love of... I, I was a coward. I was weak. I wouldn't kill a dragon. You said wouldn't that time. Oh, whatever. I wouldn't. 300 years, and I'm the first Viking who wouldn't kill a dragon. First to ride one, though. So... I wouldn't kill him because he looked as frightened as I was. I looked at him, and I saw myself. I bet he's really frightened now. What are you gonna do about it? Eh, probably something stupid. Good, but you've already done that. Then something crazy. I hope this gives you a little bit of a enticement to watch the film if you have not watched it yet. There are several phrases in this brief clip that I think are important. I couldn't kill a dragon. I wouldn't kill a dragon. And the difference between those two phrases. And I looked into his eyes and I saw that he was as frightened as me. I looked at him and I saw myself. These are some powerful thoughts buried in a children's movie, but I hope that they speak to us and speak to you as they have spoken to me. Because this is a message for all of us that we need to look at, reflect on, and move towards understanding more fully. All of us will have to make decisions like the ones that Hiccup had to make in this life. Our friends might pressure us into doing something that we shouldn't do, whether it's overtly or covertly, or more than likely, instead of pressure, we feel the draw to many different options before us, options that are life-giving and lead us to God, and options that may be fun in the moment, but may also be detrimental to our faith life. I'm going to invite us to listen to our first scripture this morning that speaks to this reality. Our scripture reading today is from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God. I don't know about you, but the idea of presenting my body as a holy and living sacrifice may feel a little intimidating. So I want to share with you the translation from the Message Bible. And it reads like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best you can do for God. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its levels of immaturity, God wants the best out of you. 
develops well-formed maturity in you. I don't know about you, but that one's a little easier to like recognize where I fit in in that reading of it. Thinking about my everyday sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Yes, I know how I do that, and how do I do that in a way that brings honor and glory to God? As we send our children back to school, we bless them so that they might have the best brought out of them. We have wonderful teachers who don't only teach the three R's, but also teach things like organization, punctuality, positive mindset, and so much more. And just like our students, as people of faith, we are always working to develop a well-formed faith life that honors God. Romans 12, 2 reminds us that we shouldn't be looking at what everyone else is doing, but we should look to God to help us decide. As Jesus always chooses love over hate, compassion over violence, life over death, just as Hiccup did when he spared Toothless's life. Hiccup felt like he would like his inability to kill a dragon was a weakness or a handicap to being the very best Viking possible. He tried to go the way of his family's traditions. When that wasn't working, he tried to honor who he was to make himself fit in. It was only when he accepted himself for who he was that Hiccup was able to excel and soar, even honoring how toothless had a bit of a handicap himself, but he could work with Toothless to help him soar as well. I think that our second scripture talks about this. Let's watch that video now. Our next scripture reading today is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So... I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to be God. God. So this idea of... In our weakness, we can find strength when we focus on Christ. And I really am drawn to the message version of the Bible today, so I'm going to read that one, this scripture passage to you from the message as well. Then God told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Paul, reflecting on this, says, once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride, and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, oppositions, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. When we stop being like other people and honor who God has made us to be, 
our view, we view ourselves and others differently. Instead of something feeling like a handicap, a handicap, it now feels like a gift. This is when we allow God to take over, allow Christ to live in our hearts, and work in union with the divine to become the person we were meant to be. Once we do that, we can look and see those who are different than us and see ourselves. We can look and see the divine reflected back at us. We can look and see the bright, brilliant, beloved child of God who is beautiful to behold in each and every person that we interact with. As I was researching for today's sermon, one reflection that I came across for How to Train Your Dragon uh, t sorry, one reflex reflection that I read tying how to train the, our dragon or your dragon to our faith life says this. We don't have to be tough enough, brave enough, or good enough to be God's child. We never have to prove anything to God. God always loves us no matter what. That's why we don't need to worry about impressing our friends or family. We don't need to slay dragons for God's approval. We already have it. And just as Jesus chose love over violence repeatedly, we are letting the strength of Christ live in us as we welcome the stranger, feed the poor, choose love as our mode of operation, and letting our everyday life be an offering to God. Amen? May we all be renewed in our minds and in our hearts and our lives and uh, very things we do now and again by the power of God's grace to have us become that more that God would have us be there where we would choose love over violence and we would step forward to make new traditions that are better that work for our future. We are on the cusp of terribly exciting days. And we walk with God into that future. May you see the importance of the church as an ally for you in that walk of yours whether you're here with us in person or with us online. We pray for each other. We support one another. We intend to make a difference in our community with one another because of the power of God's grace in our lives. So I invite you now to lift up a sign of that through the sharing of your resources to empower this church in our ministries with you and beyond our doors. We'll, we'll see a screen here in a moment or two that will help remind us on how we can make that donation. Let us give generously.
Well, friends, we have reached the end of our worship service, and we hope that it has been one that has been enriching and edifying for you. As we come to the end of this service, I want to remind you that there are root beer floats available for anyone on the patio after worship provided by our, our Christian education program. We have some exciting programs coming up from our outreach committee, no, our social concerns committee. You break it apart, I get confused, forgive me. Our social concerns committee uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. Next week, there's going to be a movie that is being watched called The Soloist here on campus at 4 p.m. There's a sign up to do that that you should have received in your mail. We'd invite you to look into that. And then additionally, we will have a book, or a book group that's a four-week study on a book entitled Evicted. Both of these look at and focus on the issue of homelessness. And we invite you to participate. Books will be available in the office for $10. Our youth had a fantastic time at the beach yesterday. Between three churches, we had over 25 youth gathered, and it was a great time of celebration and fellowship. Our youth group in general is supposed to be meeting next week for a time of reflection and planning, the whole family involved. With our new decrees from the bishop, I ask you to watch your emails to see if anything has to change with that. So we will be, be moving forward and figuring out how we can gather and the programs that we need for our youth at this time. And with that, friends, I hope, you that, I hope to remind you that rooted in love, nurtured in love, you are sent forth to love. The God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen. Amen.